This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, listeners. I'm so happy you are here for a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And today on the show, we have Miss Jean-Marie Pinel, um, or Miss Jenny, who is going to talk to us about how to have and build a, a more peaceful home. And I thought this episode would be great to air um, as we all are preparing our hearts and our minds for summer, you guys. Summer is off often a time where I think many of us feel like our home kind of becomes a little chaotic. Many of us are still trying to juggle um, maybe work with having kids home all the time. And um, it can just be it can just be tough, right? So as we head into summer, I want us all to just put a lot of intention into how are we going to build more peace into our homes. And I find that anything you put purpose and intention behind, it's kind of the same idea as like where I forget what um, the quote um, that Tony Robbins says, I'm sure some of you know it by heart, but it's something to the effect of um, where energy goes or where focus goes, energy flows, something like that. And so I want us all to be thinking and putting intention and purpose behind How can we build more peace into our home as we prepare for summer? So I think Jean-Marie gives us a lot of really great ideas, um, both things that we can actually do in our physical spaces and things that we can do in our hearts and our minds as we prepare. And I'm just excited for you to hear this episode. So remember, um, our Fresh Start Parenting Challenge is a great way to kick off the summer, you guys. And we're doing that in early June. I want you to make sure you go get registered. You can just hop over to the homepage of the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com to save your seat. But that's another great way to put your intention and purpose behind building your confidence so you just feel like you are ready to kick off summer strong um, with joy, with peace, with confidence, with a full parenting toolkit so you can see your children's misbehavior as communication. So you can feel like you are prepared to handle anything that comes your way, even if it's, you know, abnormal schedules and kids being together all the time that normally are in school, sibling bickering, conflict, whatever it may be. Uh, You can do this. We can do this together. So I just hope that this episode with Miss Jean-Marie Pinnell blesses you today. And as always, if you have not left us a review, head on over to iTunes. And it usually takes three to five minutes, you guys, to punch out a quick little review. And it's the best way to say thank you for these free episodes that we produce for you. I get the kindest messages, DMs, emails from you guys, and every single one touches my heart. You are welcome. Terry and I love creating the show for you. We love recording these episodes. I love meeting incredible people from all over the world that share a common um, goal, a common 
heart that we do to help and serve and support families uh, like yours who are just incredible and want to do parenting different. Like it is my joy to produce this show for you. And it's just like the best little virtual hug when you can leave us a review. Um, like once again, it's, it's kind of similar to sending us an email, but when you do it in a review format, it's just my favorite way to connect with you guys. So thank you in advance for doing that. Make sure you've pushed subscribe or follow while you're over there to make sure you get these episodes automatically downloaded every single week when we produce them for you guys. Uh, but without further ado, uh, enjoy this episode with Miss John Pinal, John Jen Marie, and then also make sure you get registered for the Fresh Start Parenting Challenge that gets started really, really soon in early June. Head on over freshstartfamilyonline.com. All right, enjoy the episode. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hello there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I'm excited to be here today with Jean-Marie Pennell, who is going to be speaking with us about how we can create a calm, stress-free home. Welcome, Jean-Marie. Thanks for having me, Wendy. It's, it's wonderful to be yes. here. Yes. Thanks for being here. And you have to say your name for me because it's so beautiful. And when you say it, you do such a, of course, it, it, it's beautiful. So tell, tell me how you actually say your name fully. And I'm going to try my best as we as we have this episode. So it is Jeanne-Marie Penel. Oh, so and this pretty. is a French a French name, so I do not expect you to to pronounce it. I've I've had all, all sorts of different pronunciation, and to be honest, when I was in the classroom to, uh, you know, alleviate all that, I went by Miss Jenny. So, oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so cool. yes. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'm going to let you tell us a little bit more about yourself here in a second, but I will let the listeners know um, a little bit more about you first. So Jean-Marie is the host of the Art of Parenting podcast, and she's the founder of Your Parenting Mentor, where she guides expected parents, caregivers, and parents of young children on how to be, how to better prepare their homes and themselves for their children to thrive during the first years of life. She believes that a supportive and peaceful atmosphere at home will allow every child to grow up as an independent, confident, and capable learner. And she combines her three passions, which are Montessori, conscious parenting, and positive discipline. I love that, Jimmy. Yeah. And tell me, um, tell the listeners a little bit more about your journey, how you got to where you are today, what makes you passionate about teaching and, and serving families in this capacity? Oh, wow. that uh, That's a long story, but mostly it's because I truly believe in my heart that children are capable of so much more than we give them credit for. And yeah. that uh, if if we know better, we do better, right? If we understand a little bit more about what is going on in their brain, what their needs are from the very beginning, 
then we can be those supportive guides that they need. Um, you know, I am a firm believer that that parenting does not need to be as as hard as we are told it is, and 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 you know, rough it out, and and all of this. Like, I think that if we have the proper tools, the proper mindset. Uh, it can be such an enjoyable journey and uh, and just understanding children. So just a little backstory. I was actually um, a graphic des- designer for 20 some years. Oh, nice. And My husband's a creative director. Is he? Is he? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. So, you know, I worked in advertising in Paris, then here in San Diego Wow. And uh, around 40 some years of age, I, I actually lost my mom when she was 40, uh, when I was 40, I'm sorry. And my son was just one and I had an older child and there's just something that just wasn't right. Like I, I, there was more to life. There was something that I needed to do that was more important than, you know, mailers for different marketing purposes. Like, uh, this is, this is kind of wasteful. Like I can, I can do better. And really my, you know, thinking back, children had always been something that I felt very connected to. Even, you know, as a teenager, I would volunteer to work at my baby brother's daycare. Like that was, it was a true passion of mine, right? So I looked into what it would take to get an international diploma from the Montessori uh, Association. And uh, I went back to school and I got a master's in Montessori education at 43 years of age. And my children were um, eight and four at the time. And I just fell into something that was just meant for me. That was just that huge aha, like, okay, this is it. This is, you know, and and the information was just such a wealth of knowledge, so supportive. And I thought, well, why don't parents know about this? Like, if they, if they had these tools, if they knew this from the beginning, oh my gosh, the planet would be a better place for everyone. Everybody, right? So yes. that's really that's really where it all started, and I am just really devoted, and I'm on a mission to give as much information and support to parents for the first six years of life, which is really the foundation of the rest of our life. Uh, and yeah. uh, you know, all of the all the self help books and everything when you're an adult, they always go back to those first <laughs> six years. So let's get it right at the beginning that that foundation and 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 make it enjoyable for you the parent because you know parenting is something that for most of us we choose and i want it to be a choice that you never look back on and that you are doing this in a peaceful calm uh serene way Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And tell me, so how many kids do you have now? Or have, do you, did you say two or three? So I have two. I, I've had five pregnancies, but I have two living children. Yeah. Uh, they are young adults. Uh, I have a 24-year-old who lives and uh, goes to school in Scotland. And wow. I have my son that is uh, just up the coast in, in Santa Barbara here in California. And uh, they're wonderful humans. And I'm just, I've, I've so enjoyed this journey with them. And, um, and, you know, people often say, oh, my gosh, how do you do it? And I think that it's because I have this, uh, this knowledge. And also, I think, I think I have a real connection with with children, like I always, I always feel that I'm kind of a translator for parents, like I, I, 
I can feel and I can I can sense what children are really wanting you to understand about them. And, yeah. and so if I can be children's translators to parents and, and help them see their children in a different light, I think um, I'm making everybody's life a little easier. Heck yes. So it uh, you found, you started to go back to school to get your master's in Montessori when, it, tell me if I heard this right, when your kids were toddlers. Is that right? So I had an eight-year-old. So I had a, oh, a yes. uh, my daughter was already in elementary school and I, I did have a toddler. Um, and that's actually something that I do regret that I didn't uh, know more earlier. Earlier. On. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I went I went to school, they were already older. So, you know, it was just, I, I realized that there were a lot of things that I had done intuitively. And, you know, I had read yeah. about Montessori when I was when I was pregnant with my first, but it just, it just, you know, you always think, oh, my gosh, if I had known this. So, so now yeah. it's like, I want to impart parents with this. So there is no like, oh, I wish I had known this earlier. Like, I'm I'm here for you from birth through six years. You know there are just so much information that that we're not imparted with. I mean, children don't come with a manual, yeah. right? And and yeah. so you know, I I I hope to be able to impart all of that information to to parents. Yes, yeah. and the more this becomes normalized, right? Like the more podcasts out in the world, like your podcast and my podcast, and and the more um, parents there are out there that parenting education or Montessori education or just all of that stuff, relationships with your kids is strengthened, then it will, I know for sure, I know I hold a strong vision for the future to have this be a pre-parenting type of thing, right? Where parents get this type of education, maybe, you know, in in even high school, wouldn't that be amazing if we got this type of support uh, before we had kids, right? Because as, as I share in that same thought with you, it's, I found uh, the work of positive parenting and really switched my whole mindset around my very, very beautiful, strong-willed little girl. When she was three is when I found the work. My little boy was one, she was three, and or he was a baby and she was three. And I just always said to myself, I wish I would have known this before because raising him was just so different when I had the full toolkit and I had that, you referred to it as proper tools and proper mindset. It was just a different experience. Now, granted, he was definitely a, a you know, not a different personality, um, but I just, I love that. And one day, one day I hold that vision that there will be more support before we get in, we have actually human souls, right? <laughs> Definitely, definitely. And I love, you know, when you say high school, because it's true. I think, you know, for me, having volunteered in a daycare when I was, uh, you know, in high school probably did help because I was yeah. able to to see and, and, and feel and understand children's needs from a very young age. And I was fortunate enough to have um, siblings when I was already 12 years, my, my, both my parents remarried and I, and I got a slew of slipping siblings. And I just, you know, I was a little, little mama to them because I just was attracted to that. So I came to yeah. parenting with already that experience. And I realized that there are so many parents out there that have never held a baby that have never been around younger children. And, and, 
you know, it's, they're different humans. Like we really need to understand them better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and when we talk about having a supportive and peaceful environment, like a calm, stress-free home, it's, it's, I can't wait just to soak up your wisdom from this because, you know, I know for sure the listeners of this show and, and all of the families within my bonfire community, uh, that's what they want for sure, right? And the tools that we we teach within our foundations course and we practice, they definitely help. And holy smokes, it is a challenge. Like it is a challenge um, to stay in that calm, neutral state, which we know is the best place to teach from. We know it's what gets us the best results and nurtures the relationships and all of that. Um, but talk to us about this, Jean-Marie. What do you have um, in the form of encouragement around how can we create a calm, stress-free home? What are some tips you have for us? So first, I would start with checking in with yourself, checking in really with what brings you calm. So because I think we are in such a mode of, you know, when we when we become caregivers that we have to prioritize everybody else before us. And, and you and I know that that's not... <laughs> that's not the way to go about it. Like, so it's really about, you know, what is first of all going to calm you in, in any type of situation. So you can always go back to that. You know, if it's closing your eyes and, and visualizing the beach or, or, you know, having the sensation of being on your surfboard or going and taking a cold shower, whatever that is, like remind yourself that you have the tools to calm yourself. And then from there, uh, you know, I work a lot, my, my background is Montessori education and a positive discipline. And Montessori starts at birth. It really starts for me at conception, at understanding the environment, the prenatal environment that our child is in, understanding how important our mindset, our stress level is during pregnancy, understanding the importance of the birth environment and really, uh, you know, having the experience that you envision that you want to have. Um, I'm very much into empowering families to make their own choices. Uh, Pregnancy and uh, birthing is not an ailment. It is the most amazing, uh, powerful thing that you can do. And so I just, I'm always trying to empower women and families to not let themselves be kind of, you know, taken over by the the medical industry and all of that. So that's, that's a topic for a whole other podcast, but I'm, I'm just a real advocate of, of empowering uh, the birthing families to, to take charge. So that's, that's, you know, that that's one thing. So, so all that to say is that the environment that we create for ourselves and our family and our children is going to make a huge difference in, in that stress level and in, in that calmness. So when I work with families, I always, you know, we're, we're going to look first and foremost at the environment that we are creating for our child. And this, like I say, you know, it starts at the time of birth, but then it's, you know, how is our home going to welcome the child from that very first day? And so we have to remember that this is now their new home, right? They were, they were, 
in utero and now they they're here and they have this new home where they're going to need some very uh, secure and gentle ways to adapt to their time, place and culture on earth. And, uh, and this is how we create that from the beginning. So for me, what, what I get a little frustrated with is that I feel that a lot of the families are so concerned about the birth that they forget about the the life after birth and yeah. that they, they kind of forego that whole preparation of, of ourselves, of, you know, uh, understanding what the child is going to need those first three years and and all of that. Um, I've, I've, I've attended some uh, hypnobirthing classes that, you know, I was invited to come speak at. And, and it's funny because the families look at you like, what? Like, we have to do something else? <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. Like, and it's like, yes, you know. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. So for me, the, the Montessori environment is going to be really very simple for you and keep things to a minimum. Like you do not need to buy all of the 
crap, excuse my language, yeah. <laughs> that that the baby industry, you know, tells you you need. Like you have your arms, you have your skin. Uh, if you're breastfeeding, you are producing food and that is it. Like that's, you know, those first few months, that's really all you need is you need your presence. You need your your connection. And and that's all they they need and and want. Now on the physical aspect, uh, a Montessori home is going to have four main areas that we are going to focus on. And why we do this is because we're helping the child have a very simple uh, points of reference. At, at, at birth, they, the, their point of reference is you, is your smell, is your heartbeat. Um, and, and then we're going to want to establish those in the home. And those are really uh, broken up in, in the area of sleep, of uh, feeding, of the physical care area, and then what I call the movement area. And that's really, that's really it. And we keep those to a minimal because, for example, uh, let us consider the sleeping area in what we call a, a Montessori home. You're going to uh, save a lot of money by not bothering to buy a crib. A crib is a container with bars. It's a box that we put our baby in to give us a sense of security, to give us this peace of mind, like, okay, my child is safe. They're not going to get away. They're, they're <laughs> in their little area. What I'm suggesting is let's put a, um, you know, <clears throat> good quality mattress directly on the floor so that the child has a better visual sense of their environment and will very quickly have this independence of knowing where we rest, where we sleep. When they are tired, they can go and lie down on their own. They do not need to wait for us to read their cues. Oh, I like that. And when, yes, <laughs> yes. And and when they are done, they can get off their bed and, you know, play with a toy or come and get you. They don't need to, you know, start crying in their crib of, you know, come get me out of this box that I'm in. So that's that's kind of the, this idea of the floor bed. And this can, you know, this can be started right away or you can, if you're wanting to co-sleep at the beginning, you know, that that's fine too. But I, I really, really encourage you to have this sleeping area set up from the beginning where even if they are maybe in a Moses basket at the beginning, you're going to place it there so that they can really look around their environment. They sense that, oh, this is where this resting, this sleeping, this relaxing happens. So that's what I mean about a point of reference. You're, you're giving them this sense of security of knowing where things happen. And this is yeah. the same thing with, with, for example, the physical care where you're going to change them, giving a little massage and so forth. Try to make it the same place. And one of the, the suggestions that I have here is try to make it where you are orienting yourself, where you're face-to-face -face with them, where you're looking straight into their eyes. We tend to have a lot of these like changing tables that are 
kind of up against the wall and we're, we're, we're tending to them sideways. Um, And that for their, just their physical body and their, their, you know, uh, physical development, it would be better if we can really give um, equal attention to both sides. So try to just, you know, orient yourself or orient the changing table, or, you know, I've, I've made some changing tables directly on the floor because mom likes to just sit on the floor or, you know, it can be anything. The, the changing area at the beginning is definitely a place where you need to be comfortable, where you're going to enjoy this time. Um, there's there's a lot, a lot of exchange that is going on when we are caring for their, their physical care, when we're changing them, when we're dressing them, where we're, you know, we're teaching them about consent, we're teaching them about their body scheme, all of this. So make it a place where you're comfortable, where you're enjoying it. Mm, I love all that. And I like how this like teaches intrinsic self-control, just looking at like the one, you know, the, the bed on the ground, the mattress on the ground. Um, I know a lot of parents might be listening and panicking going, oh my gosh, I can imagine my toddler never staying in their room, but I can see how this, like you can, you know, I'm sure they they can graduate to a bed as they get older, but I I just love the idea. Anytime we can teach children this intrinsic self-control, this ability to listen to their bodies, to be able to get up if they need to, to lay down when they need to. I just love that. And um, it's, it's really, really beautiful. And, and, and you know what it comes down to, Wendy? It's really about trusting our children, trusting that they know what is good for them, right? Like we, we yeah. have this tendency to think that we know better, but no, <laughs> not necessarily. Like give them the opportunity to 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 know where where their their needs can be met and how they can meet their own needs. You know, when I go back to that floor bed, it can be any size. Like it doesn't have to be a crib size mattress. You can you can, you know, right away make it a, a twin size or, or a queen mattress and you can lie down with them at the beginning if that's if that's something that is uh, helpful for you, but you're just setting them up for success from the very start. And then if you start that way, there will not be a need for a transition because that has always been their bed, right? There will yeah. not be this need of, oh, you know, oh, when can I move them out of the crib and into a toddler bed? If you start that way from the beginning, there there isn't that need. So that's yes, just something to keep in mind for those who are expecting <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. And there's, there's so much beauty when you, you set the tone from early on. I I mean, no, I look back to like my birth and uh, with my daughter, my oldest daughter. So I have a 13 year old and a 10 year old and, um, it's amazing how I never, so we had a very traumatic birth with my daughter. We had a doula. Everything was like so planned to do, to be this like relaxing, beautiful, calm, stress-free birth. And oh my goodness, memory, it changed so fast. We were an emergency C-section and torn placenta. And now I look back and I think, um, it's just a miracle we're alive because it was so yes. traumatic. It was an absent birth. Um, I was unconscious and I look mm. back and I'm like, holy smokes that. And I didn't realize till about three or four years later till a healer actually put their hand on me and said, oh my gosh, what happened there? And I was like, how do you know that? <laughs> and I just never knew that that could have affected us so much. And so I think it's like if listeners are listening and they're thinking, oh my gosh, well, I did not start out stress-free. It's There's always time to heal. There's always time 
Um, but what I think what Jean Marie is bringing to the table is when you have a choice, really, you know, things will happen, but just be cognizant of like, there are so much we can do to create this, um, this, you know, stress-free calm. And um, I just love that. Another thing I heard um, you say, Jean-Marie, which is so beautiful is this, you know, folk checking in with yourself. I always give the analogy of like, if you're on an airplane and God forbid it should go down, we can't save our children if we don't put the oxygen mask on us first. And I know, yeah, I know for me and my clients, this idea of self-regulating this in itself. I mean, we could just end the episode right here because it's so like, it is a area where we're like, we, it really takes a lot of intention and support. And, um, and it's just so beautiful when you can prioritize this because it can take a lot, right? Like um, it just, it just is so important. It sets the tone. And when we can, when we can get to that space and remember like, we, if we're not able to do that, like what, where, what can we do to get the support that we need to, because um, checking in with ourselves is just so important. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I always say parenting was never meant to be done alone. You know, I think we were parenting these days in, in, in total isolation and, and, you know, even Mm, more so because we're in a global pandemic right now. So we're, you know, we're, we're, even more isolated. But even before that, you know, the the nucleus family now is just, if we're lucky, it's two parents. And sometimes it's just one parent. And and we don't have our elders around us. And, and, you know, the, 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 the aunts and the girlfriends and all this coming around and really putting that circle around us, at least, you know, for me, those first three months are so important for for the mother to be born, because when a child is born, yeah. you know, so is the mother, so is the father, and and we need to nurture them as well. Um, yes. But but going back to you saying, uh, you know, checking in with yourself, I think, you know, for from a, a kind of a self-care perspective, it's very important. But also from an, an intuition, I think that when we give ourselves permission to ask ourselves, what do I need right now? What does my child need right now? And really, you know, intentionally, mindfully listen. We know we we are, you know, we were given the gift of this particular child. Like you, you know, the, your birth experience, as as traumatic as it might have been, was part of who you are today. You're doing the work that you're doing today, probably because of that, probably because you had this, you know, uh, tense relationship with your daughter at first and everything. So I always feel that we are given the children that we need to to grow and to evolve. And, and, and in a way, it's like, it's really important to, to listen to, to our own intuition and to not get, you know, bogged down with all this social media and comparison. And it's like, oh, look at their, their nursery looks so much nicer and all this. It's like, no, check in with you, your own values, your family values, what you want to give to, to your child. Yes. Yeah. On top of that, Jean-Marie, I, I think back to like, it's just all coming back. I didn't, <laughs> I haven't thought about this in a, a little bit because we, I focus so much on the behavioral stuff, but just I'm get. I'm like starting to feel, I remember this time that we're talking about so much. And the hard thing for our family too was because it, because it's almost like a joke to me when I think about calm, stress-free environment for me, it's mm-hmm. like, so we had the traumatic birth and then 
Stella got colic. So just my, Mm -hmm. both my kids had colic Mm -hmm. and, and it was like, what, what the heck is actually happening? Like it was nothing like we had planned. Okay. We had, we went in with all these, these thoughts of it's going to be this beautiful thing. And then she just started crying and crying and crying. Mm -hmm. And before long, Mm -hmm. it was like, I was changing everything under the sun thinking like, check in with myself, check in with myself. Is it, is it the dairy? Is it the, what is it? Is it, you know, it was just this frantic, right, like, right. you know, and I can just imagine if I would have had your podcast at the time, I can just tell there was so many things you probably could have done to ease my soul, but holy smokes, it was stressful. And then, then my next question that I would love for you to share your beautiful wisdom with us on when it comes to creating a, a calm, stress-free home Talk to us about how you help clients when they're um, when they have the the other siblings and the dethronement is like in full effect because you know that's part of the human I believe existence is like hey when another little soul comes into the house there's going to be moments where you know they just are learning how to share the attention or or processing through what it's like um, for mom to have to be nursing and not be able to help them all the time when she was before um, but it was thick in our house and at the time I didn't know how to handle it because it was before I had found positive parenting and I just kept thinking like oh my gosh this was when Stella was about I think she was three when my son was born and and she's my beautiful strong-willed little girl so um you know it was intense like she was like I do not like this younger child and he had colic so he cried you know all day long the poor thing for three months and it was just shocking (laughs) and now of course like I I love support yes I actually have a client in Scotland right now funny that you said one of your kids or that was that yeah that was you that said one of your kids right yeah my daughter yeah Uh uh sometimes I do like this is my third podcast today I'm like was that you Jean-Marie okay so um, one of my (laughs) just one of my members the other day I was coaching her because she's in the exact same situation where it's like she's amazing but she's got this colicky little boy who is three, two, two and a half months old. And he's just in physical pain and he's crying all the time and she's trying to figure it out. And then she has a toddler. And so what are your points of wisdom and guidance when it comes to creating the calm, stress-free home um, with on the bit, like kind of all of that um, in the mix? So, so for me, and, and just, uh, I'll, I'll maybe go back because I wanted to kind of go through the, the four main areas and we, oh, yes. we, yeah. we kind of covered just two, but let me answer your, your question about just welcoming um, another sibling. So, so for one, um, you know, it, it is very important to just honor their emotions and, and, yeah really have that compassion. It, it's going to be hard for everybody, right? And it's really important to just say, oh, I, I you know, I, I can feel, you know, that you're, you're, you're not super happy. I mean, I, I never want to kind of put sentiments into them, but I, I want to have that compassion and, and that empathy. I want to, I want to acknowledge that they're having a hard time. But f- the, for me, the most important is in the preparation. So again, it's going to be about that physical uh, preparation. So depending on the age, you know, of your your older child, I had 
my daughter was four when my second was born. Um, and I remember actually uh, taking her to the maternity and they were having an older sibling class, which was very cute. They got a certificate to being Aww. an older sibling. And it was it was fascinating because they did talk to them about this thing called jealousy that you might feel that it's unfair. But they also gave them responsibilities about making sure that little toys that were, you know, the size of, of a cherry are put away because it could be dangerous for your baby brother or sister and all of oh, this. And I, and, awesome. I rem- and I remember how it had just really empowered her. Like she came home and, you know, I was, I was due like in a, in a month or so, but she cleaned up. She was at the time had all those little yeah. po- poly pockets. I don't know if you remember poly pockets. She put, you know, everything away. Like she just, so it's really about, again, you know, what I what I started saying at the beginning is children are capable of so much more. So let's include them in just like we would, you know, uh, a partner and, and they are going to be your partners. And, and, you know, and we can talk about, you know, sometimes I'm going to need to maybe step away and feed your baby brother uh, or sister, you know, let's let's make a basket of books that you can sit next to me with, or maybe, you know, have a special activity you can do when I am feeding, include them in, like have them help you set up their sleeping area um, when they are there, have them help you go get a wipe, uh, you know, have them help you change them and hold them and, and, and so forth, because they they need to take possession of their sibling like they they mm, yeah that's going to to grow with them just like you know just like our, our our maternal and paternal instincts and we need to help our children develop that muscle of being the older sibling as well yes and and then you know yep. and, and for your you know for your client for example you know what i would say is is really try to get somebody to come in and help you kind of in that bewitching hour where, you know, it's the end of the day, you're exhausted, baby is still crying, your toddler's needing you, you know, maybe have somebody come and hold your baby when you go out on a walk or go to the park for 30 minutes with your toddler. Like we we need to remember to continue connecting with our other child. And there we need help. We can't do it by ourselves. So, you know, maybe dad can take over for a while and you go Take, do bath time with your toddler, like have moments of special time that you're connecting with your toddler so that they can so vent <laughs> their emotions. They can tell you how, you know, that you should go give the baby back or whatever. Like they, they need to, they need to process too. And we need to make space for them to be able to process. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. 
And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Yeah. So I, I, the two beautiful things I heard from that is preparation and empowerment, like those two things mm-hmm. and proactivity with a, an older child who is kind of going to go through all the emotions about a younger baby, those two help so much. And when I think back to that time, um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't practicing those cause I hadn't learned them yet, but right. it, it right. does like for, especially, so whether a kid's in a power surge stage of life, which we all know the toddler years, like they're, they're developing their autonomy, they're testing, you know, their independence, all those types of things. Like the empowerment, like you said, it goes so far. And then if they, if we proactively prepare them, they just feel so much better. Um, but as you were saying, as you were saying those things about um, finding help, I was kind of giggling again to myself because I'm always like, like listening for like what the listeners might be saying, but, 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 and I remember Jean-Marie at the time because Taryn was colicky. So my little guy and I was, I would go, you know, try to spend the time with my older girl and even um, Ter- my husband's mom would come help us bless her heart. She's amazing. But I remember like cutting a hole in my robe and thinking and telling them like it, cause both my kids had such a hard time with me leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was colic too. And mm-hmm. I remember cutting a hole in the robe and saying, okay, try to wear this robe. And then the breast milk that I had pumped, put the bottle through there <laughs> and maybe ah. they all freak out because I just remember yeah. how hard it was to leave when the baby was screaming, but knowing that they are safe, right? They're safe. And we have to, we have to step away. Like I just, that's why I connected so much with my member the other day um, who was sharing about the colicky baby. Cause it is like the most heart wrenching thing to step away from a child when they're screaming and, and we have to, right? Like we have to, in order to get that quality special time, time in that break. Um, it's just, it's just so complex, you know, and it is, it is, yeah. it is. And, and I would, you know, I would, I'm, I'm a big advocate for 
you know, if you can, at least those first few months, not have anything else on your calendar, but snuggle and cuddle with your children. Um, yeah. You know, I know that modern day, unfortunately, you know, and especially here in this country, we don't have much maternal leave or uh, paternal leave. And, and, and it's really doing a disservice to families because those first, you know, those first two months are really critical for us to, first of all, you know, get get better, like get over the whole pregnancy and birthing, and also just have the time to connect and to, 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 you know, become the mother of, of one child and then two children and then three children. Like every time it's a, it's a moment of adaptation. And I think we need to give ourselves the, the time to do so. And, and, and it's sad that, you know, time has become this this luxury when when it should be you know the the essential to it <clears throat> yes oh i love me. that okay cool yeah. <laughs> go, tell us the other two um two categories that you were going to go into the uh sleeping area also um when you are welcoming a newborn i strongly suggest to share the room as soon as you possibly can this will alleviate a lot, a lot of the jealousy that um, our older children are imparted with because it's like, why do, why am I staying in my room by myself and baby gets to sleep with mom and yeah. dad? And that can yeah. be really hard. And I know I, I followed this advice with my second. And uh, when I came home from the hospital, um, he was two days old, and I put him directly in his sister's room. And, and I put my nursing chair in the room. So, you know, when I would hear him, I would get up and nurse him in the room. Those first few nights, uh, literally the two first nights, she woke up, but she was reassured that her baby brother was being well taken care of, his needs were being met. And then she never ever woke up again. And he could be <laughs> he could be screaming bloody murder. She just slept through the night because Oh, that's cool. And 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 they, you know, and they ended up actually sharing a room until she went to middle school. And they have a very, very close bond, you know, up until today. Like they talk more, the two of them talk more than they talk to me. Aww. And I think that that was really part of that is really you know, here is your brother or your sister. And, and so, you know, if you feel comfortable with that idea, I really encourage to, to have them share that sleeping area from the very beginning. And it will alleviate a lot of that, um, that jealousy that, that can rise up. Oh, that's cool. So are you saying you had them both in Sissy's room or did you have them both in your room? Yes. No, both in, in both in the sister's room. Yeah. Ah, that's so cool. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And she was in a big bed and, 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 and I didn't know about the floor bed right away. So he was in a little crib next to her and, and she was just so happy to, you know, have her little baby oh. brother right there with her. Like that was, that was, you know, a gift to her and, and she, you know, had very strong maternal instincts from the beginning. So, so it was delightful. I'm not saying that that's going to be easy for, for everybody, but it's really, if we, if we prepare them again, if we prepare them, if we empower them from the beginning, I think it can go uh, quite smoothly. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Nice. So yeah, so to go to go back to the just the physical home that I was talking about. So we talked about the sleeping area. And then uh, the physical care area. So that's going to be, you know, when 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 their babies were caring for them and, and such, but that's going to evolve as their needs evolve, right? Because because as time goes, this is going to be a self-care area where we're going to learn to get dressed, where we're going to incorporate the whole uh, toilet learning, toilet independence, all of that. And so again, this is all about trusting the process and empowering our children to be able to do things for themselves. Um, and here, you know, for me that the, like the whole physical care area is, you know, very early on, our child is going to show us signs, um, you know, and there's even, you can take it to, to further with the whole um, elimination communication and this is where where that's going to be established. But, you know, pretty early on, a child is going to give you signs that they are no longer interested in being laid down on their back and, and their diaper being changed. You know, I, I get parents tell me, oh, but they're fighting, you know, they're fighting, they don't want their get their diaper changed. For me here is just communication. They're just telling you and letting you know show me something different. Like this is, this isn't working for me anymore. And that's usually when you can start, you know, introducing a potty, you can start maybe uh, changing them standing up in the bathroom, so on. So there's a real uh, kind of adaptation with all of these areas. It's really about understanding what children are communicating to us, what their needs are. Yep. Right. And and so that's what that whole physical care area that's going to evolve with time. And, and then lastly, the the uh, to me, a very, very important area from from the time they are born is what we call the movement area. And at the beginning, that's going to look as like a simple uh, maybe a little futon or a mat on the floor preferably if you can up against a wall where on that wall you're going to put a mirror uh, low to the ground because then you're going to be able to give them back information about their body scheme about their body image and such and and children are attracted to to their image they don't quite know that it's them yet like they haven't made that that intellectual uh you know understanding yet but they're 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 attracted to that um image that they see and so that that is just beautiful to observe and they keep it super simple like you know i i advise for for natural made material i don't you know uh i don't you know tell people to buy any plastic battery operated noise making toys and and you'll probably thank me for it because they drive you crazy after <laughs> <Yep>. two days <laughs> so yeah. so and and the child the child you know we have to remember that they come from a very subdued environment they they were in 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 very subdued light all all of the sounds were muffled when they were in utero so let's help them transition with with ease with calm you know we don't want to to overstimulate them it, it's too much for them so keep it to a minimal uh you know I'm, I'm very much a minimalist when it comes to to organizing the nursery 
And here it's going to be, you know, it can be uh, just a simple mobile or a plant that they just look under. And then here, what is very, very important is to respect concentration. Concentration is when, uh, you know, brain is is making connections when those uh, billions of neurons that they're born with are, are making connections. It is when they are focused and concentrated. So even if they're staring at the wall and you're thinking like, what are they doing? Something's going on in that brain. And as much as you can, if they're not hurting themselves or damaging something, never, ever interrupt a child that is concentrating. Yes, I love that. And would you even say when they're frustrated, because frustration can be healthy because it can just show that they're trying to figure it out? Yes, definitely. Um, You know, I always show this beautiful video of a child, uh, you know, wanting this toy that's kind of on the other side of the mat. And and our instinct would be to grab it for them and give give it to them because we're, we're interpreting what they're needing. But the satisfaction of them getting them and getting it themselves and that frustration that they have to go through and and working it through and, oh, wait, I'm going to twist this way. No, I'm going to twist that way. And finally getting that toy, that is what's important. So as long as they're not hurting themselves or anything, let them be frustrated. I mean, I think that that's where we grow is in our frustration, right? Yep. I love it. Okay, awesome. So we've done yeah. sleep, physical care, and movement area. And what is the last one? Is the feeding area. So the feeding area at the beginning is, again, uh, kind of adult-centered. I want this to be a very relaxing place for you, a very calming place for you. Um, I, you know, I encourage you to keep it free of distractions so that you can really just take a deep breath and enjoy this moment of connection with your child, even if at the beginning you feel like you're doing it 24 hours seven, this too shall pass. Like, you know, this is this is part of our connection. This is part of giving them that secure attachment. So try as much as possible to be in a place, make yourself a nice cozy place where you can sit down, uh, breastfeed or bottle feed. But this is a moment when you're really giving the message to the child, I'm here for you. I'm here for you 100%. So, you know, when you're when you're distracted by your phone or, or your iPad or the TV, you're not giving them that connection. So I'm not saying, yeah. you know, do that all the time, but as much as possible, be be conscious of that because this is really a very important time of the day uh, that that we're with them. But I want it to be comfortable for you. So so make it really cozy. Make sure that you have everything at arm's reach, that you've got, you know, water, snack, uh, whatever you need and, and uh, make that enjoyable for the two of you. And so, again, just like all the other areas, this is going to evolve where when the child is showing um, interest in solid foods, you know, we're, we're, and they're able to sit up on their own. And so, again, this is all about natural development. I don't, you know, I don't use any type of contraptions that are going to put them in a sitting position before they're ready to be in a seating position. You know, I don't use any type of extra saucers or anything like that, because all of those are containers that 
uh, they cannot get themselves in on their own and they cannot get themselves out on their own. So I really ah, want to emphasize okay. this idea. Yeah, I really want to emphasize this idea of, of freedom of movement. This is how they're going to feel empowered um, because basically, and you probably know this, but that the two kind of psychological legs that we that we you know stand on is first is trust in the world, and trust in the world is is from the very beginning that we are there responding to their needs. We're feeding them when they're hungry. We're changing them when they need to. Uh, you know, we're letting them sleep. We're letting them concentrate. So they're they're trusting that they have been born in a safe, secure place. But then trust in ourselves is a very important one. And that is going to happen if we give them the opportunity to discover what they are capable of. So that's why for me, the movement area is really a simple mat on the floor because they're slowly going to be able to roll over and eventually sit up and 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 eventually get up and, and walk, right? But all that is going to happen naturally. And, and this is universal. All children on the planet go through this and, and the same stages. And we just, again, need to trust the process. Oh, I wish I would have known about you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just thinking <laughs> to all the, the bumbos. We had like 10 yes. exercisers, 10 bumbos. Exactly. <laughs> like my children are, so, yes, and they're such like they're, they have such a strong desire to lead both my kids. My, mm-hmm, my one mm-hmm. is a little bit more kind of mellow than my other one, but I can see how this could have benefited them so much, but you live and learn, you know, that's what's so beautiful. Exactly. The the abundance of information these days is just, it's out there. So instead Mm -hmm. of getting down families, if you're listening like I and saying, oh my gosh, I wish I would have had Jean-Marie back then. Don't worry. Right now is the perfect time to learn. Let's soak up all of this knowledge. Well, that's a great way to just um, kind of wrap things up. Jean-Marie, we could talk to you all day, but tell us if, if listeners do want to learn more about your services and what you do, where can they find you? I'll make sure I put everything in the show notes page, but how can they learn more and start to implement more and more um, of what you teach? So my my website, yourparentingmentor.com is a good place to start. Um, and then of course, like you mentioned, my podcast, um, The Art of Parenting, I've been uh, interviewing other people and sharing a bit. Um, I, I will admit I've I've taken a pause these past few months, but we'll we'll get back to it. Um, but yes, mostly mostly my website, and I do have you know depending on whether uh, you are wanting to set up that uh, Montessori nursery, I do have a little free download or um, one on positive discipline as well, and. I do one-on-one mentoring. I also have a membership community and uh, the parenting school, which is a digital course that I do where I'm also uh, mentoring as you're doing the course. Oh, that's amazing. You have so many incredible resources. And I know I love hanging out on Instagram and I love seeing all your beautiful posts and updates. So families definitely go check out Jean-Marie's work. Um, You're doing incredible things in the world. We appreciate you. Thank you for caring so much about kids and families. Jean-Marie, it's been so much fun chatting with you today. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, and thank you for the beautiful work you do as well. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 129. For more information, 
go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.